It's episode 59 of the Ottawa Podcast. I'm Amon Bashir. With me is Rob Attrell and Keegan On. Uh, and our guest today is Jessica Dubois. How you doing, Jess? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. I, I have a bad habit of just calling people by nicknames that I'm inventing. <laughs> I'm assuming you go by Jess or do you go by Jessica? Everyone picks their favorite kind of form of my name. So I have okay. Jess, Jessica, Jesse. I, I don't mind. What was what that? Jay Slice. Jay Slice. Wait, what are you guys? I had J Dubs. J Dubs. Jessica yep. Dubs. So, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does anybody ever call you Dub Step? No, Doobie. Doobie. But not for any. Right, it's spelled with a U. Yeah. J Dubs. Of course. Yeah. My mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk to Jessica about all, well, a bunch of things. You'll find out. Stay tuned. <laughs> I sometimes like giving a, a preview, but I'm not getting teaser. People are like, "All oh, what?" <laughs> now I have to listen to the whole thing. Uh, but first, we're gonna drink some beer—beer beer that Keegan got for his birthday. Birthday beer. Also, because the person knew that he probably wouldn't like it. It's very hoppy. It says so on the. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was specifically chosen because the person—it wasn't me—but the person in question told me that they got it for you because you don't like hops and has a yep. lot of hops. Yep. My very malicious friend. Yep. Very thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. I was there when it was being purchased as well. I gave the warning and they're like, nope. Nice. <laughs> All right, Rob, you want so, to tell us about the beer? Yeah, the beer is from uh, a French brewery in Montreal called uh, Les Brasseurs RJ, or I guess RJ if you're, uh, if you're French. RJ? Are you sure? Is it no. Argent, like money? I'm not sure. Uh, but the beer is called Death Valley. And uh, it's a, it's another strong beer. We, we're getting into the really strong beers here week after week. This one's eight uh, percent. So I I tried out. It's it's gold colored. It's described as very hoppy. They have three different kinds of hops, and uh, they call it triple hops. We are drinking a stronger and stronger beer. Yeah. Next year we're just going to be drinking grain alcohol. Moonshine. How is it? It's great. I I really like this beer. For a strong beer, it's actually like fresh. Mm. Yeah. Crisp. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's hoppy, but it's also a little bit like molassesy or something, or like caramelly. Yeah. So, that's it's fine. not bad. It has a nice like aftertaste, like it finishes nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got kind of, it's kind of fruity, I think. Yeah. Maybe that's just in my mind, but no, no, no I could, I see, I could see it. Yeah. You would see like an orange slice like being served with right. it or yeah. something like that. Sorry, why why is it called Death Valley? I have no idea. I think it's supposed to be like deadly hoppy. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Or maybe he has pieces of birds of prey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's one of those two. That's another thing. There's no way to know. Okay. <laughs> Jessica, do you drink beer? Are you a beer person? Well, I, I'm i not a big drinker to mm-hmm. begin with, but I do like to try, my husband and I like to try different microbreweries, and we like to try different beer. And so often my husband will do a little LCBO run or beer store oh. run and come home and, ooh, I found this new one and we'll, <laughs> we'll test it out. Um, and then I also, we also like to do that with like wine or champagne. Right. Before our baby came along, we used to have like champagne Thursdays and try different <laughs> champagne <laughs> every <laughs> Thursday. So that was, that was fun. So cool. yeah, and we kind of, yeah, but often we're trying new beers or new wines. Mm-hmm. And, nice. Yeah, so it's fun. Do or any, new well, new places. Sorry, go ahead. or new places to drink them. So that new pubs sense. or new. Yeah. Do any places in Ottawa, either brew pubs or breweries or anything of the sort, uh, do those things come? Does any come to mind in terms of something that you really like? Um, I like light beers. Yep. So, um, often when we're we're in restaurants that we like to go to like uh ahora like the mexican restaurants we're really right. into yeah. um i'm trying out their beers we actually were just at a faux restaurant last night and um we ordered ting tao <laughs> it's a really it's a light uh oh yeah, yeah. Oh, like yeah. tiger beer yeah. right? yeah so things like that we just like to try whatever but there's a new there's a new pub in the Lansdowne Park area, and we haven't tried yet, so I think we're going to try and head there. Which one's that? I'm not. I forget the name of it now. Local? It's escaping me. Was... I'm not sure, but I've heard a couple of good things about cool. it. So yeah, might try to cool. see if they have something new. Mon loves Lansdowne. Yeah, Keegan hates it. I haven't boy. been. I haven't, you been, haven't been, been yet. No. Oh, it's okay. nice. Well, what 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 are your thoughts on the idea of it? Well, I'm not 
super aware, but basically they've like reconstructed everything and like taken down a lot of old and put up new shops and whatnot. Yeah, all kinds. But did they keep the central like heritage building that was in the middle? They did. They moved it a bit, but they kept it. Well, I don't know. I think the Glebe needed something fresh to keep it reinvigorated. You know, with Hindenburg coming up and all those little areas being the new hot spots. The Glebe needed to do something to mm-hmm. kind of refresh. Yeah. Shot in the arm. Whether or not, though, the right way was to put, you know, like... A moxies. A moxies or, sorry, there, or whatever it is, you know. Jack Astor's. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, like the big box kind of stores. Maybe they should have tried to keep local mm. business. But, I think so. But like... That's the, a good point. A facelift is nice, yeah. whether they did it, like, correctly. Right, or, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Jess, why don't you tell us a bit about uh, where you're from and sort of the path you took to, to get to where you are. Okay, so I grew up in Smith's Falls. Okay. It's uh, about an hour out of the city, and um, I grew up my whole life there and went to school up until high school, and then I went away to university uh, just here in Ottawa at Carleton. Nice. Yeah, and then... Uh, I stuck around the city for after my undergrad for a few years, um, and that's when I met my husband. And um, before moving out of the city to Castleman, which is where I live now, I did two years of studies at Algonquin. So oh. I stuck around for a year living in the city and then a year commuting. And um, now I am where I am, but that's kind of logistically where I live. Okay, but right. Yeah. But yeah, so I studied uh, history and law at Carleton. Great. And at Algonquin, I did the library technician program. And now I'm doing my master's online. So <laughs> I feel like I'm a forever student. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's, yeah, kind mm-hmm. of where I've been flowing through my education. Sure. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, what are you taking for your master's? So it's called a master's of library and information science. And basically, with that, you become a librarian. So people don't really know that of librarians, but you actually need education. It's like one of the things people are always surprised about, like, oh, you need to get a master's to be a librarian. Yeah, they don't really hire (laughs) Joe Schmo off the street to tell people. And and why is that? Well, like, what, what, What does the master's give you that Joe Schmo doesn't have? So basically, um, the master's program that I'm doing, or any library master's, library and information science master's, um, it's teaching you, obviously, about the information landscape, um, how to navigate it properly, how to manage it, how to organize it, how to make it available to people. Um, It's... It's teaching you how to manage. Yep. So how to manage staff, how to manage oh, right. an organization, how to how to do all those kind of things aside from the books. Um, it's teaching you how to interact with customers, you know, library patrons is what we call them. They're customers. So there's a service clientele aspect to it. So being a librarian, it's multifaceted and it requires a lot of different skill sets uh, that, you know, are outside of the traditional perception of libraries as just being books on a shelf. Right. That and a woman mm-hmm. with a bun and glasses sitting at a desk. So <laughs> Also, that's not mandatory. <laughs> no, no, no buns, no glasses. You can do whatever you please there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is the field of library or the job of librarian different now? With technology or computers, like is that add another? Aspect oh, for to sure, it? for sure. Like, and so there's different areas of librarianship. Mm-hmm. So you have That's dif- the word. Librarianship. yeah, librarianship. So mm-hmm. you have like you have public libraries, yeah. you have academic libraries in your school, your university. You have special libraries like at the government or maybe in a law office. You have medical libraries at like hospitals. So there's mm. there's lots of different little niches and different areas of librarianship, but definitely technology has all touched them or influenced them in a different way. And right. it's really affected um, you know, like budgets to, mm. to buy online resources, you know, that just didn't exist before the internet. So mm. all that money 
that used to be allocated to purchasing print material, <clears throat> excuse me, now they like budgets have to realign and you have to think about, you know, online vendor deals. You have to think about ebooks, which are such a challenge oh, right. yeah. for um, libraries to deal with because publishers, um, they get to set, you know, the price and kind of how it works. Um, do we, the libraries, some libraries have agreements that say after the book has been borrowed five times, the ebook, you have to pay us again to make, have that book be borrowable for another five times. So, you know, publishers have that kind of right now that my understanding is they have that, um, power to dictate how libraries will pay for ebooks. Whereas if you buy a print copy of a book, you know, a library can circulate it as Mm -hmm. much as possible um, until the pages are literally tattered and they have to buy new, yeah. another copy, whether that's a hundred times or two times. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the technology has definitely impacted in ways it's also been, that's kind of a downside, but maybe some greater uh, aspects is, you know, information can flow to so many more people and mm-hmm. it's accessible to so many more people and um, librarians are kind of the, the people that get to help everyone access that information in the best way possible. So that's kind of a positive thing. Right. Yeah. 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 Do do you currently work in a library? I do. I do. So I live in Castleman, but every day when I'm not on maternity leave, um, (laughs) I I travel to Cornwall and there's an Ontario college there, uh, St. Lawrence college. And I'm the library technician that oversees, um, the, the library in the college. Oh, cool. Yeah. So um, I'm not designated a librarian because I'm still currently working towards my degree. Um, but the post is um, classified as library technician, which is the diploma I received at Algonquin. Interesting. Yeah. So, so what, is it, what does it take to be a librarian just to graduate with a master's or do you have to have like a... No, it's that specific. You have to have the master's of library and information science. Um, it can be either a master's of library science or a master's of information science, or there's some degrees that are combined, the library and information aspect. And so, and usually, um, an employer is looking for the degree that's been accredited by an ALA institution. So the program, the master's degree has to be recognized by the American Library Association. They're kind of like the governing body of the the accreditation process for that program. So, yeah, so my program is ALA accredited. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you wouldn't want to do it in a place that isn't. No, no, because basically when you look at like job like descriptions, it's like must be accredited by ALA. Right, right. So you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. So don't you know. go to like Everest College. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want to go to a, a recognized school. So, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, could you speak a bit to doing a program online? I've never done yeah. it. I've done like okay. ISPs. Back yeah. in the day or whatever. Back in the day, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ancient. I, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, obviously, independent study programs are very different than doing a whole... Oh, it's a whole different yeah. Yeah, learning process. So, no, it's pretty interesting, actually. It's, um, it's challenging because you really have to motivate yourself. There's no one kicking you in the butt to read your... 10 chapters or mm-hmm. um, to check your online kind of blackboard system or you really have to take it upon yourself. However, it's, it's almost more rewarding because you have to do it. There's, there's no group of people pushing you. You really, you see the fruits of your own labor a little bit more. So um, it's, it's been really great because I've been able to live a life. I've been able to work full time and, you know, grow my family while achieving this like educational goal. Um, I'm studying actually my universities down in the States. It's San Jose State University in California. And it's one of the most um, highly recognized universities for offering the MLIS online, the, the degree I'm doing online. Yeah, sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's really great to be able to have a more balanced lifestyle. If I had to go into 
because in Canada, there's not a ton of universities that offer this program. So I would have either had to relocate to Montreal or to, um, there's one in Southern Ontario, out East, out West, but there's nothing. There's one at Ottawa U. Um, it's an ML, no, it's an MIS, the Masters of Information Science, but it's currently, I believe, working towards its accreditation with ALA. Uh, So it's Mm -hmm. not quite there yet, but I would still have to go into campus giving up my full-time, very safe, secure Mm -hmm. job, you know? So that's kind of a downside, but um, online, it's neat. I like to be able to jump in and out of studies as I please and not have to be dedicated to going to campus at seven o'clock at night to do a class. Um, Downside, you don't get that camaraderie that comes with a group of people that you're studying with. The online community that with my classmates, it's good. And the professors go out of their way to try and facilitate and foster an online presence of the class. But it's just not the same. You don't forge, I feel, in my opinion, the same connections with students that maybe I did in my undergrad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right. Ups, ups and downs. Yep. Do you find, because I know that I've, I went to university and we were sort of getting on, into the verge of being having online components and like mm-hmm. slides are posted online. Do you feel like doing the fully online thing? Do you ever wish that sometimes there was a place you could go where it was not at home so that you could kind of focus on studying or do you, like, do you find yourself distracted being at home or is that not been um, an issue? I think it's like, it's, it's getting started. I always find such a nagging process because you know, there's a million things you can do. Oh, I'll just Netflix has become the devil for me. <laughs> I'm like a newbie Netflixer and I'm just, <laughs> Like, I love it. And then, no, put the Netflix down or don't worry about the laundry or, you know, okay, the baby's napping. So there's always something happening um, that I could be doing other than my studies. But once I get started, once I find the time to sit and devote myself to it, it just flows. Like, it's just great. Usually what I do is... um, just set up at the dining room table and I leave it out. So it's just present okay. and there and I see it and it's like slapping me in the face. <laughs> so Smart. yeah. And then, you know, pack it away for once I'm finally done what I need to get done. So I usually mark it on my calendar, to be honest, I kind of plan where on the calendar, okay, this day you're doing studies. That's it. That's all. So I know, okay, two days previous, I can get the other things that in my life accomplished and then, Okay, I'm ready. I'm in the mindset. Go. Wednesday, study day. So, yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever studied or, or worked from home or anything? I'm doing a course online. And I did some of my master's online, too. Did you, do you find the same thing? Or? Uh, I found the biggest part for me is I realized I really lean on, like, friends and people in my mm-hmm. class to know when stuff is due. Like, you know, um, I don't read the syllabus or anything. <laughs> Oh. And so, so I would just miss deadlines. That's a whole sometime. different problem. Because that was still happening <laughs> yeah. when we were in school. <laughs> no, but someone would tell me, you know, someone would be oh, like, I guess. like, oh man, I was up all night doing this thing. And like, then you panic, oh my God, I need to go and get it done. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> but, so I'm doing like a spec ed course right now. It's I'm being very, very diligent. But it's just the first week, so. Yeah, That'll that. go away. Yeah, it'll drop away. off. Yeah. <laughs> Mine already <laughs> dropped off. No. But like, you do like panic a little bit more. I'm forever checking my syllabus going like, oh my God, did I forget something? Right, yeah. Because there's just no guidance. There's no one there poking yeah. and going, oh my God, I've been up all night working on this. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Because you're right, even the prof would sometimes give reminders. Oh, for sure. Like yeah, if they're nice, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, worst case, there are people around you. <laughs> what about you? I... Well, I'm, I'm working part-time as a writer, and that's at, that's at home. So oh, yeah. the, the thing for me is that it's trying to find time, because when you're working part-time, usually you don't have set hours. It's sort of wherever you can get time, make time. And uh, yeah, it's hard carving out a couple of hours in the day that you can dedicate to it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll end up, it'll be like 8 or 9 p.m., and I'm like, all right, well, I, I guess I have to do this now because I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, it's yeah. almost the end of the day. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. My, my big thing is that um, my worst nightmare is having a fridge in the same area as me. A fridge? Because <laughs> I, I will, like, every probably, I, I think I counted it, it was like every, like, 17 or 18 minutes, get I would get up, go to the fridge, snack, get, like, a block of cheese <laughs> <laughs> or something normal. Yeah, no. <laughs> I could see it's like minimizing distractions. I think like I'm a major procrastinator. Like it's just when it comes to homework, I literally wait until the last minute and then I'll just like cram two days before (laughs) the assignments do or whatever. And I get it, I get it done, but I literally will soak up every minute of doing everything else until 
I can no longer do that anymore and have to go to it. All right. But mm-hmm. it's been that way since undergrad. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's that's neat. Um, you touched on this a bit earlier uh, in terms of your uh, your relatively new mother. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a nine month old baby girl. Okay. Yeah. And, and that obviously played a role in you doing this online. Definitely. Well, I I think when did I start this? So it's it's going to take a little bit longer because I'm doing it online and part-time and all that jazz. Of course. So yes. the degree just like extends um itself. Um so I started it shortly after I got married and the, and my husband is self-employed. So his business is very um, local and it's not the type of job that you can just kind of easily pack up and move anywhere. Um, So moving away was kind of like, well, we just got married. It'd be nice to kind of, you know, stay and enjoy being married, newlyweds. And then um, what actually happened was our... Keegan and I are our cousins, and our grandfather got sick. Oh yeah, yeah. So we, sorry, we no. just learned that. Yeah, like not telling them. Oh, okay. He's the worst. Surprise. Yeah. So our grandfather got sick right around uh, my wedding, and it was kind of just a big slap in the face that like life doesn't stop for you, you know, like, yeah. and there's more important things than um, studies or job or whatever. You have to live a little. So. Um, the way around, you know, growing our family and hoping that maybe my grandfather would see my children um, was, you know, like, let's just start a family and the course and the studies, it can be started too, but it's going to be a different approach than originally planned. And Makes sense. Yeah. So it's kind of trying to find a balancing act and it worked so far. It's working really well. Interesting. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've always wondered that because I, some people I know from back home, uh, they had children at mm-hmm. you know, younger ages or mm-hmm. something, and you know, sometimes even within high school. Oh, wow. And, and one of the things that I thought was, you know, I mean, me going to, to post-secondary, mm-hmm. uh, I was in no condition to take care of anybody else. No, no. Like, <laughs> and that's, that's just the way I lived my life, though, obviously, with the I agree. I have. If I look back and, like, I think of my undergrad, there's no way, no way. Like, yeah. I was too much... Uh, too selfish of a person, right? Like you're focused on yourself and not in a negative way. Just you're so wrapped up in your world. I went to university. I was like 17 when I started university. So like, I I can't even imagine. You would have probably missed out on a lot, I feel like. Well, that's the thing. But but the other thing is that like, what's unfortunate is that for years, anybody who might be in that situation Mm -hmm. has that much more of an uphill battle. Absolutely. In terms of getting that post-secondary, right. turn affects yeah. career and yeah. you know, absolutely growth and all that. It sets you back a, a little bit. I feel that's right. But from the way yeah. it sounds, because there are, are undergrad programs yeah. through, let's say, at the Basque is an online yeah. university. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. It sounds like it's more and more an alternative has sort of absolutely. Been it's created. achievable. I think yeah. like the thing that's going to make my completion of this program even sweeter is that I did it while juggling while juggling family and sure. full-time employment yeah, and yeah so I'm just <laughs> gonna be when when the day comes that I'm done and I'm about halfway through the program right now okay. um I think I'm gonna be doing backflips because <laughs> I'm just gonna be like yes like I don't have to like feel guilty about not doing my readings that night or yeah. you know like and like I said I wanted I it's a juggling act it's a balancing act and that's why if it takes me a little bit longer to achieve the degree, I'm a okay with it. I don't want to miss my daughter growing up. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. really important to me to be present in her life. Right. Um, and not have my nose in the books. So, get that. um, so right now, yeah, me and my husband and my daughter were just the days that I do homework, she's napping or <laughs> she's in bed already. And oh, yeah. so I don't, I try not to, um, do my studies while she's awake and sure. missing playtime or missing an activity outside or whatever. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Finding a balance. Exactly. It's okay. all about finding a balance. Cool. I think I found it. So. Well, congrats. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, why don't we skip to a, sorry, I know you started, but put a pin in that. Uh, why don't we skip to a segment? Uh, Keegan, why don't you go ahead? And the last time I was hosting, Keegan was like, I can always tell when Amon is about to segue into... Uh, <laughs> I could tell. I was, tra- I was trying to cut yeah. you off. Oh, really? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. yeah. We'll see. 
Do Classic Ottawa, Kiki. Classic Ottawa is our new segment <laughs> where we take a look at the news, keep our listeners informed, even though it's, we we uh, get the stories yesterday, and then this comes out on Thursday. So it's not super cutting-edge news, but... Uh, Might be to some people. It's maybe. News. It's if news. you have never heard news before, Stop then... Stop on your cell. You just get the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Hatfield spent the week in Gatineau preparing to fly with the Snowbirds for the Wings Over Gatineau show. Uh, the famous astronaut, uh, when asked what he thought of the town, responded, It's one of the harshest, darkest places I've ever been. <laughs> Is that Gatineau or is that Ottawa? Gatineau. Okay. Gatineau, yes, <laughs> Wesley Clover's Park, the former equestrian park that hosted the recent Shania Twain concert, issued an apology to fans today. Concert goers complained of gridlock when the concert was over and long lines for food, ATMs, and bathrooms. They also complained about loud music, the lack of seating, and the person in front of them whose big head was in the way the whole time. Just, okay. just everything. Yep. Anything that happens at concerts. That makes sense. Hopefully they don't have Blues Fest tickets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All the letters they'll get. Oh, Lord. You may have heard that an Ottawa taxi driver was caught on camera shouting expletives at a security guard a few weeks ago simply because he was asked to move for an ambulance. Well, it turns out the city is unable to take disciplinary disciplinary actions against the driver since they discovered he wasn't actually licensed on the day in question. The good news has sparked a new segment here on Ottawa, and we're calling it Ottawa. It's a working <laughs> title. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a child was sent to hospital this weekend with minor injuries after being stabbed in the head at Little Ray's Reptiles. Who would have thought that in a place full of alligators, snakes, and Komodo dragons, the most dangerous creature at Little Ray's was Derek? <laughs> <laughs> I was telling the guys, I, I wrote that joke, and I went to like uh, a meeting at work where these, these uh, daycare ladies were talking about that incident, but like very grimly. <laughs> Yeah. Like, they were horrified. If the joke doesn't work if the kid's name is Steve, because it doesn't have the same That's punch true. as Derek's Derek. a funny name. Yeah. It's a kid, Is it right? legit yeah. Derek? Is no, it Derek? no. Oh, okay. But it was another, another kid. Okay, okay. A crazy kid. Uh, it's kind of dark news week. Luca Magnata, the killer who filmed himself dismembering a body and mailing body parts, has posted a dating profile on a site dedicated to finding pen pals for federal inmates. His profile says he's looking for a single white male, 28 to 38 years old, white, in shape, uh, loyal, preferably educated, and is emotionally stable. I'm not saying the guy's racist, but he said white twice. <laughs> that's legit. And that's the worst thing about him. It kind of sounds like, it almost sounds like he's sponsoring this podcast, but he is not. This yeah, is, we make jokes about him a lot. We're making a joke about this, but don't, don't, don't answer this out. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> and uh, finally, after more public outrage, the NCC has decided to scale back the Victims of Communism monument. Many were upset that the original design was much larger than other monuments, such as the National War, War Memorial. Facing an image issue, the NCC has decided to produce a comedic film about the process titled, Honey, I Shrunk the Victims of Communism Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's called Monument. Damn it. That's all right. I rushed the end. Yeah, that is the news. Thanks, Keegan. <laughs> no, that memorial. They're going to do that. The, the plan is still to put that on the lawn of the Supreme Court of Canada. Mm-hmm. Jessica, you worked at Supreme Court. Yes. Nice segue. There you go. Good. I'm good at these. <laughs> what did you do for the Supreme Court? <laughs> so I, I worked there as um, the FSWEP program with the government uh, as a library tech student. Um, I worked there during the summer, um, in between my first and second year at Algonquin, and then they extended my contract into my last year of study. Okay. So yeah, so I was kind of a, I don't know, a library tech student employee. Um, I didn't have like any one designated job. I feel like SWEP <laughs> students are just like, pick up the slack. I did a lot of picking up the slack maybe here and there, but um, it was a wonderful opportunity. It was such a great experience, very different type of library than I work in right now. It's a specialized government law library, and um, obviously your clientele is very interesting. You know, you have the judges, the Supreme Court judges, as well as their law clerks who do a lot of 
um, their research for their cases. Um, and you have your the whole library staff there full of librarians and library technicians. Um, so anything from sitting at the reference desk, kind of receiving questions from some of the law clerks, the, stu- the law students who are doing their, um, they call it... Uh, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking now. My lawyer friends are gonna all sats. No, no, no. The bar. It's when <laughs> it's when they uh, they graduate law school. They have to article. There we go. Oh, yeah, so there, I, I believe they're like articling with the judges, um, mm. doing that like final year of articling. So they come up and they would ask questions. So I'd be at the desk trying to help them out, or um, kind of behind the scenes, not at the front desk. Uh, we were reorganizing collections. I was doing some web page updates and um, I was also editing or like this, uh, one of the judges, the Supreme court judges past wrote kind of a biography or a memoir, I guess would be a better word for it. of his time spent at the court and Signed some confidentiality agreement, so I can't even like talk about it really. <laughs> okay. but, like, I can't name names, but like it was it was really cool and juicy, and I got to like oh, read neat. behind the scene like uh, experiences of his uh, that he had. So that was pretty cool. So really random little jobs here and there, um, but a wonderful experience and just really neat to walk up to that massive building every day and um, hear the cases going on or. You know, the TVs are always running with, and there's always film crews out there. So just a completely different experience than working in Cornwall, small town. Okay. No <laughs> <laughs> and a quiet academic library. So. Sorry, the, the TVs are running with what's going on in the court? Yeah, so there's really? TVs, like, it, all That's over cool. the yeah. court, like, up in the um, the library. Yep. Um and they, if there's cases be like, if there's cases being heard, they yeah. have them playing. That's neat. So it was really, it was really neat. And it was nice to know too, because you kind of knew, okay, this case is going on. There's going to be a lot of media outside. Like, sure. So, you know, kind of what to expect before going in or, you know, what the articling students might be coming up to you with. Yeah. yeah so it was, it was a really neat experience. Kind of got my feet wet. That was the first, like big time job, I guess, as a library tech. Right. Um, so that was very nice. Cool. Yeah. One, of the, one of the goals that I have in Ottawa mm-hmm. while I'm here, mm-hmm. which in theory is going to be for a while, but is to sit in the courtroom to, okay. because anybody can just walk in, right? Pretty well. I believe, I think you need to check, but I think most courtrooms are open to the public unless right. otherwise, like there's a ban, oh, like yeah, that, a publication ban or something fair. like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, like if you can go and get a seat, um, and if you can do a tour, anyone should tour there because it's just like almost like jaw dropping. The my husband, who's a carpenter, um, I took him for a little tour one day. He picked me up at the court, and the doors are like ten foot wooden doors, just everywhere. You know, yeah. like uh-huh. just to walk through the hallway, you have to go through these giant doors and. Um, it was really, it was a nice place to work. They do like barbecues every summer. And oh, so like fun. you get oh, to cool. hobnob with the judges. Uh. Or whatever. <laughs> so it was kind of neat. It was, it was a neat experience. Very like, again, very different from any other type of library that I'd been in so far. So makes sense. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned a couple of times now your husband is a carpenter. Yes. He's a carpenter. Uh, what's, what's it like to be married to a carpenter? It's busy. (laughs) Well, I think it's fortunate that we're busy, but, um, so he runs his own little business, um, uh, renovation and carpentry and garage door installation. And so he's kind of a jack of all trades and, uh, he's kind of grew up with his dad doing a bit of like on the side type jobs like this. And um, then he went away to college and did a finance business diploma. And then he ended up working with a construction company. Um, And that's when he spent some time there growing his skills and eventually opened up his own gig. And it's been going well. I think it's four years now. He's been in business under his own title. Right. And, um, yeah, he's 
it's always running. We're running all the time. So we have a very busy life, but it's, it's really rewarding to see how self-employment can be enriching your, your own boss. He's kind of liberated. He can do his thing, make his schedule, make his routine. And that's really a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really cool. Do you find yourself helping out right. at all with the <laughs> oh, yeah. carpentry or the books or? Oh, not the, no, no, no. Me and numbers, Keegan. No. No. <laughs> um, I, I guess uh, where I can kind of help him is um, when we kind of come up with designs, a lot of people want um, opinions and mm-hmm. Nick, Nick is excellent. Um, but he'll always say, I'm not a designer, you know, like he's not one that's going to coordinate your paint color with your flooring with, (laughs) you know, he says, what do you like? And he really wants to know what the customer likes and he can put something together for you. So often he'll ask my opinions or he'll ask me to source out Mm -hmm. like, Oh, do you think that cabinet's with that would go nice. Or, oh, that sounds kind of fun. So it's kind of fun because I get to play, like, I get to spend other people's money yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. on, like, <laughs> interior designing. Not to lift anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. But um, uh, another thing, too, is I just kind of try and keep our house, like, afloat. It's, right, yeah. you know, like, um, it's keeping things, the machine oiled, and, like, <laughs> if he doesn't have to worry about, like, dinner because he has two estimates to do when he gets home after work it's a good thing yeah yeah. so that's another big i think help a stress off of him otherwise you know he's got to do his own books but yeah he went to school for that (laughs) it's true yeah Yeah, Yeah, you should be you don't feel bad about that not at all (laughs) i'm a history student here (laughs) has your baby been leaning one way or the other like Carpenter. Oh. I was like, well, she can kind of move. Oh. Um, no, Bela. Does she show interest in either either one of those? Well, she does have a hammer. Yeah, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Okay. Oh, she has they a hammer. That's a hammer, but when she hits things, it kind of scares her. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not convinced. Well, it might not be for her. Yeah. So, the librarian would not like loud noise. No, no, no like I'm. Yeah. It's like you know. <laughs> And she's like, okay, mom, okay. <laughs> no, um, I think, you know, she's really inquisitive. She's like, it's funny you say if she's leaning which way. She'll have toys and, like, say it's like a little piano. She has this little piano. And on the back side of it is, you know, like all the plastic is screwed in or whatever. And she'll flip it and not play with the piano part, but she'll be, like, looking at all the little, like, screws <laughs> or, like, how it's, like. So it's really funny. funny that you say that. She's yeah. so interested in mm-hmm. how things are put together and uh she's so little but nick would nick's already decided that she wants she's going to be an architect oh cool so that she can draw all his building plans yeah. for him nice. <laughs> architects are expensive to hire <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> how have you found maybe yourself change through motherhood or through having a, a child um, you notice anything yeah i guess like things that used to seem like the end of the world just are ridiculous now. Right. They're just so don't matter. (laughs) And like, it's okay. Like even everyone says this, like you put yourself last or your child will come first. And it's true. Like there's nothing you wouldn't do for, for your child. And whether that be okay or healthy or right, it's just this instinct in you, your switch just flips and that's all your focus, all your attention, all your money, all your love, everything you would not, put towards anyone else but mm. your child and your spouse. So it's it's become this transition of from I to we even more. Like when you get married, like you're married, Keegan. Yeah. Rob, you're about yeah. to be married. Yeah. I'm not. You're no. not. <laughs> <laughs> but like you kind of turn into this we even more when we get married, I right. find. Yeah. But then it's a whole nother level when you have a child. It's and uh, it's been a really cool thing to experience with your spouse. It's just yeah, yeah. Nick and I were always a solid team before, but mm-hmm. throw a child on top of it, and it's like we are awesome. Yeah, like, like a transformer. Yeah. You know, like when they join together, yeah, like transformers. Basically, that is exactly what we are. It's like when the Power Rangers actually tra- do, you oh, remember yeah. like oh, man, a Power Rangers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. yeah. So like that's Nick and I. Like she said Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> So it's uh, it's quite something, but it's 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 challenging. And if you're not a strong unit, I could see how it could be even more challenging. <laughs> but I'm lucky, and we're on top of things so far. It's only been nine months, right? Yeah. <laughs> so okay. 
how would we do a speed round? Yeah, speed Ooh, round. Okay. Uh, so Rob will put two minutes on the clock. Can you well, handle Keegan, two minutes? Hold on, Keegan. Can you explain what a speed round is? Don't do that. <laughs> Not necessary. You know Not what necessary. Speed round is. You're is firing it? off your questions, right? For two minutes. For two minutes. <laughs> That's all the information anybody needs for a speed okay. round. That's a good introduction. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. I got two minutes on the clock. I have not thought of any questions. So this is going to be fun. I'll start. No, nope, okay. you start. No, I, this is more fun. This <laughs> Who's is shooting? Am, am I answering? Uh, yes. Okay. 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 That's, That's the important part. Yeah. <laughs> I, we should have explained it. <laughs> the one time in 20 weeks that we don't explain it. All right, we got to reset this clock, I think. <laughs> I haven't started yet. Oh. <laughs> Luckily. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, what is your favorite restaurant in Ottawa? Ah, Ahura. Why? <laughs> because, oh, because it has a salsa bar. There's actually a legit reason. It's so good. What's really? the last song you listened to? Probably Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Bad Blood. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is the rattiest book on your shelf? Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last book you read? Uh, Harry Potter. Which one? Uh, I'm on the fourth book. Okay. Nice. Uh, where's your favorite place to relax in Ottawa? Nordic Spa. It's oh, not nice. really Ottawa. But no, that counts. That's yeah. great. Okay. Uh, what's your dream vacation spot? Probably Italy. Where's the last place you vacationed? <laughs> Big vacation? Yeah. Like take the airplane vacation? Yeah. Yeah. Mexico. Okay. Uh, what do you see for, for Bela in the future? Any aspirations? Just health and happiness, yeah, whatever that nice. may be. Uh, do you have a favorite movie library that you kind of, you, like you see it on screen, you're like, I want that library. Mm. Has that ever happened? Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's so many funky libraries. I went to the New York City Library, actually, my oh, last cool. vacation we took, cool. and that was a really wonderful experience. What's your favorite Disney movie? <sighs> Finding Nemo is pretty good. Okay. Nice. Uh, what do you watch on Netflix, Sam? Being Erica. Mm, I've heard of that. Super good. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite movie of all time? It's Harry Potter. What's Ottawa's littlest known secret, in your opinion? It's way more cool than people think it is. Okay. Just, yeah, that everybody rags on it, and it's just a great place. Good for you. I like that. Yeah. What's five times six? Oh, Kian, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30! 30! 30. <laughs> <laughs> just in time. <laughs> nice. So, this is a weird thing that just happened to me. Yeah, um, I don't know what you guys are doing over there. I, oh, no. First of all, I was piggybacking off all of his yeah. questions. Uh, <laughs> what is, until I just gave up. But, uh, but when I asked you what your favorite book was, and you said mm-hmm. Harry Potter, the fourth one. Yes. In my head, I'm like, what's that called again? And this is what legitimately went through my mind. I'm like, the Scorpion of Thieves. <laughs> Not that, that went through my head. That's and I don't know if that's not in there's, any one of the books. There's, there's Aladdin and King of Thieves. Yeah. And, and that's the King. King. That's it. <laughs> so I just combined it. <laughs> you just threw it out there. It doesn't make any sense, but it was important that I mentioned it to all Goblet of, you, of Fire. I that's, my favorite, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. I think it was something well. of something. Yeah. That one's so. awesome. Okay. As a side note, in the awesome. movie, Cedric Diggory is played by Robert Pattinson, who is... Yeah. Whoa! That's right. Oh, that just blew my mind. It blew my mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> my wife and I just played Harry Potter trivia, Monopolate. And it's, can you invite us over so we can play this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's really cool. It's like, a, have you seen Monopolate? It's like a board game bar. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's oh, like they, they have board games that you just like. Oh, rest. no, I have heard of it. That's a lie. Yeah, and yeah. it's like the, the board, the game board is a Quidditch pitch. And you're, it's like, and you have like your keeper and your, all your different Quidditch guys hey. lined up. And then you like answer questions to move them and score and stuff. That's intense, awesome. And it works pretty. Actually, it's, it's it shows the design flaw of Quidditch because like the <laughs> only smart thing to do is move your seeker and get the snitch. Yeah. So you get 150 points and end the game. But there's no reason. It makes everything else. It's a huge pointless. design yeah. flaw of the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, J.K. <laughs> all right. Apparently, there's a new book in the series, and there's a new play coming out. Yeah, I thought it was just a play. They're doing that. I heard that there's well. a new installment. There's a, there's a new something coming out. Yeah, I heard yeah. that. But it's the not Dark Child yeah. or something. 
But there's something that's unrelated to like yeah. the characters. It's like its own little side story. Yeah. Oh, Which cool. I guess is kind of inevitable. You know, like when she finished the series, they were like, that's it. But there's never going to be any more. She almost immediately started up that website, Pottermore, where there's right. like, mm-hmm. new short stories and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That she released. wrote or that Yeah, yeah she wrote, wrote. Oh, she wrote. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, there's so much... Uh, Money to be made. Yeah. It'd be, it'd no, be hard not to Even more anymore, money you know? to be yeah. made. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so we hit the 45-minute mark. We did. But one last thing I want to talk about, yep. as your sirens all over the place, <laughs> is that, like here, you live downtown, probably were used to the sirens yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are some things you miss about downtown? I love just going out of my doorstep and just walking. And just ending up wherever. Right. I lived um, on Elgin and Gladstone at the corner um, of Elgin and Gladstone with um, girlfriends in fourth year of university. Yep. And then I stayed there for another year before moving away um, to closer to Algonquin because the commute would just be too long. Mm And yeah, you just can get on your doorstep, walk out. There was gelato. There was... Different restaurants you could pop into. I love to eat. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll try I different restaurants. Sure. And uh, that, and then just being downtown, it's so beautiful. Parliament and the canal. When I lived there, I think I skated in the winter probably every night. Just oh, yeah. because, oh, nice. yeah, it was right on the doorstep. Right. And I yep. was uh, a figure skater growing up, a competitive figure skater. So, right. um so that allowed me to kind of keep doing something that I loved. So, you know, when you live in a smaller town outside of the city, um, there's perks, there's pluses, a bigger yard maybe, or sure. uh, more space. Um, but you you don't have some of the same perks, like having all those amenities at your doorstep or having culture and different restaurants. And Makes sense. Yes, yeah, so that's what I miss most probably. Okay. Now... Living downtown, yes. because I, I, well, I live here, yes. uh, <laughs> I, there are also some kind of crazier people you see. A little bit. Characters, <laughs> little weird bit. things, gross things. Gross things. Anything come to mind? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if not, that's okay. I just thought a... I can't think of anything that really happened to me okay. um, in Ottawa, but I can tell you in New York. Yep. Because... Yeah. We well, it's been a year since we went and visited, but uh, last year we went to New York City, and I was actually kind of happy that this stuff didn't happen in Ottawa. Nick and I were talking, my husband and I were talking about that. So I'm going in. We're going into a restaurant, and I need to use the restroom, and of course you need to purchase something. So I I think it was like a taco place. So I just bought like a random burrito, and <laughs> then we use the washroom. And in the meantime, Nick's waiting outside. And I'm assuming this person, you know, didn't have their whole head about them and literally just <laughs> whipped it out and started peeing right there. We were on oh. like, um, you didn't want to buy something on Broadway, basically like sure. right uh, down in Times Square area. Right. Yep. Um, and, uh, they literally like whipped it out and started peeing in a cup <laughs> that he had gotten out of a trash can beauty. And then when he was done, his job splashed the urine into the road and put the cup back in the trash can. <laughs> what's, yeah. a, what's the point of the cup? Well, I guess to... I have no idea what, what the point of the cup know. was. Yeah. Like, Interesting. The sewer, I guess. You can, I guess. It's going to. I don't yes. know. So um, that was... Pro- and then that's <laughs> when we got into like thinking like, you know, we just... I never saw that. Like, yeah. <laughs> even living on Elgin and uh, being close to the like police station, you know how yeah. close we. Right. It, yeah. I never saw anything crazy like yeah. that. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Well, that's. Uh, I think that's a good place to close up. It is. In, in that quite a, quite Ottawa does not have a uh, uh, spontaneous urinators. <laughs> no. There you go. We definitely do. There just aren't any stories in this room about it. I'm certain that people. Would, I'm certain. Well, if you know. Let us let us know what. Maybe Mail you can send us a picture. <laughs> send us a picture. There you go. Tweet yeah, a video if you can. Yeah. That's, That's not weird. Whatever you have. Uh, so first of all, Jessica, is there anything that you want to plug? Any advertising? Anything? Um, I guess I'll plug my husband's business. Oh, Why yeah. not? The small business, family business. Sure. So my husband, his name is Nick Brabant. So. Okay. 
I'll spell it out because just people case. just, the, the name, yeah. B-R-A-B-A-N-T, Renovation and Garage Door Installation. So okay. right now we're trying to work on a website, but uh, you can Google him and he'll come up. So I think it's pretty good. Like he's like busy, right? Like uh, he's he's very busy. So we're very fortunate because right, yeah. um, often we hear other um, small business owners, um, you know, struggling to keep their own businesses mm-hmm. or having to close down their own shop and work for a bigger conglomerate. Yeah. Um, but we've been really lucky and a lot of word of mouth has been keeping the right. business going and, and that reflects on, on the work. Yeah, yeah I, I think it know, does. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's great. there's always like those renovation shows showing people like they can mess you over those contractors, <laughs> but you know, Nick has been, um, priding himself on his loyalty and his honesty and, and his craftsmanship. So, um, right. So yeah, hopefully we can keep on being busy and crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> cool. Keegan, where can uh, the listeners find us? People can find us at ottawapodcast.com on the internet. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter. People can follow us. Yep. We just made up a bunch of business cards. We did. Yeah. So if you yeah. find them around all we have a plan to just throw them all over the city. That's it. Yeah. So if you see them. Or if you have a helicopter, we can use. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll give you free business Or just cards. climb the new monument at the Supreme Ooh, yeah. Court. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. From the top. The victims of communism. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we like to get likes and pokes and you get views. Yeah, send us if you have, like, a funny public urination story. Yep. You can yeah. post it on our Facebook and we won't take it down. There you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Event coming up. Probably say it. Yeah. We will we say de- it. We would definitely we'll say, say it. it. Absolutely. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud. Or Stitcher. Or Stitcher. Yeah. Are we back on Stitcher? Is Stitcher well, we've running? We've never left no, Stitcher. Stitcher. Running again? It's All right. fine. Okay. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't need to know. <laughs> uh, what about Audible, Rob? Uh, yeah. Audible is our sponsor once again this week. Um, and today I decided to look up a specific audiobook that I could tell you guys about. So, um, Please, yeah. We have a deal set up with Audible. If you go to audibletrial.com slash autowhat, they have uh, 180,000 different audiobooks and audio products, uh, and you can get one of them for free as well as get a free 30-day trial of their service. And uh, the book that I want to recommend, Keegan, if you haven't already read this, which you might have, uh, Jim Gaffigan has a book out called Dad is Fat. I have read. It's (laughs) awesome. uh, So if you you haven't read it or even if you have, uh, having... Jim Gaffigan read his book to you. Oh, cool! Uh, his hilarious talks about fatherhood. I guess uh, yeah. oh, I'm gonna being hilarious. Yeah. Sweet. So uh, thanks cool. to Audible, and uh, if you go to audibletrial.com/slash/audible, you can get a free book and a free 30 day trial for yourself. Get a free book. They give us money. We buy more business cards. We throw and then them. You might find one. <laughs> we should go a, to a system. We should go to the the monument and just stick yeah. business cards all over it. There you go. Victims of auto what? <laughs> uh, Jessica, why don't you? Uh, I've gotten back to Jessica. That's funny how that works. Uh, hey, okay. Why don't you close off the pod? Close out the podcast. Close oh. the podcast. End the podcast by saying auto what? <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Out of what? <laughs>